Alright, it's a rainy Tuesday morning. Started a little late on this podcast. I didn't know if I was going to do one, but... Then the radio wasn't working, and I figured, why not? Uh, we pretty much just going to talk about probably sports cards. Kind of dive into some stuff and uh, go, go from there. But So kind of a little history on some stuff. I've collected sports cards you know forever basically Um, just been something I've always done. Collect it, collect it, collect it and up until honestly I pretty much just collect it until about 2017. Didn't sell anything. All just collecting um, buying these boxes, going through on $20 boxes, $100 boxes, finding some steals. I mean, I got Anthony Davis rookies, Giannis rookies, uh, you know, just a bunch of cards finding these steals, I, I would say. <sighs> I guess you could say sometimes junk, sometimes steals. Um, it did vary. It was just but the fun part of it was going through there and seeing, okay, yeah, that that's what I want. Yeah, okay. That's something I can keep. That's something worth money. And then everything else thrown in a pile, kind of reselling a box. I did do that. I resold a box like base or something I didn't need. So 2017, I really got into it, though. I was like, okay, let's make something of this. I think it was about 2017. And, like, I mean, I had already been into it all the way up to that point, but 2017 is when I started to really, like, okay, let's see a business side of this. Let's see the opportunity to do this. And I started doing a few breaks and started doing a few things. Started making YouTube videos. So, I don't think in 2017 I was really into selling still, but I was into breaking and making money to sell. And I just kind of got out of that. I guess it was, well, I think I did get into, I did get into selling um, because I got into trying to, I think it was 2017, but I got into breaking and then I got into what you call like stacks and selling and you know all this other stuff that you can do with sports cards. I was like, you know, let me get rid of these cards that I don't need and you know, now even you know, after stacks and all that stuff. But yeah, after stacks and all that stuff, I got back out of it. Because stacks stacks were kind of hard and difficult, but the only way at that time I could fill them was on eBay. And then eBay would take the fee and eBayers would complain if they didn't get no cards because they didn't read the description close enough. And it was just that kind of thing where eBay is not the platform for that. And so there wasn't a ton of platforms, you know, off from eBay to kind of do stacks other than Facebook. And then you had to gain real traction. Nobody was using Instagram yet and all that stuff. So, 
I kind of got out of it and didn't get back into cards for a couple years, I think. Like, I was always into cards. I always collect. So if I buy something, I would collect it and keep it. Obviously, that was just something I did. And then the big boom happened. In about 2020, uh, cards just took off again with COVID and everything. They just, they basically just exploded. And so I just got the idea to, I, I, I thought about it and I was like, well, I got to sell these cards that I don't and like, you know, there's cards that you collect because you are a collector or something that you personally like or personally collect. And, you know, I have those. I have those in a separate box and everything. So I was like, you know, let's get rid of some of these cards that are worth money. Let's make a move on them. And once I started making some money off of them and kind of buying stuff and selling stuff, I was like, okay, let me let me get into this a little bit deeper. So, you know, I've been gradually kind of getting into... Um, I've bought memorabilia and resold it, so I'm reselling, getting into the reseller game side of cards, memorabilia, and anything, really. Anything I have, I've been trying to sell on eBay just to grow a profile, been reselling, buying and selling any stuff anywhere. Um, it's sometimes a slow process. It don't sell as quick as you would want it to. It doesn't move as quick as you'd like it to. Um, but it's all kind of part of the process to build up the eBay. I've been doing that about a year now. A little bit over a year now. I've really went hard. I've really went into eBay. You know. And now Facebook Marketplace. And really gave it like my all. And kind of. I post on there all the time. I get stuff sold. I ship it out next day. You know, I've went pretty hard on it. And I made a little bit of money, but I flipped it into other stuff. And, and you know, and I, I'm trying to figure out a balance, though, to be in a hobby, but also buy around your hobby and also sell for profit. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I think I'm doing pretty well, though. Um, now, my jersey sales from the memorabilia sales from like Prestine Auction have kind of died off a little bit recently, but I, it's fine. It's not a big deal. If I can sell once a week right now um, where I'm at, that's going to be a good number for me. Sell something once a week. Now, I bought a repack product the other day at my local sports shop made a nice video see that's another thing where i do youtube um i need to, i need to grow the channel a little bit more but where i do youtube i bought a nice video the other day or a nice repack the other day creates a nice video resold that repack for 40 bucks after i opened it resold the cards in it for 40 bucks so i got the contents of and there was a couple packs in it, so I got to keep whatever the packs were and the stuff in them. I also got the content on my YouTube channel, and I came out a $40 profit. Um, like, straight profit. That's after shipping and everything. So, that's 
I mean, that's a, that's awesome. That's a way. I mean, you're not always going to get that in repacks, but that is a great way to do it and get content. And obviously, if there is something in there you you want to keep, then you can keep it. But that's you know that's just if you want to. But I resold it. about 3.30 and that even kind of paid for my pack, other extra packs that I bought that day. I paid three, I spent 3.05 that day. So after the $10 shipping and if you count like the packs I bought myself just to open, I was about three, about $15 still in a profit area. Um, and I don't think I had anything necessarily big on that. So, you know, content, profit, that's that's a good balance right there. If you can get the profit back from content, that's a good balance. And that's what I try to do with all my stuff I open. But you never know in hobby boxes. Repackages, you know there's going to be value in there. Now, will it be 280 that you pay for it value? Not necessarily. But typically, if you find a good repack, it's a $200 value. Okay, or 180. Let's say you lose 100 bucks. That's fine. But on the flip side of that, if you make 40, 100, you know, if you make a higher number off of it once you sell it, content plus selling. So that that's how I see it. And that's kind of how I view it is everything's money. You know, everything is is to make money. So, if you buy a hobby box, resell as much of the content you can if you don't hit big. That means at least you get some of your money back, buy another hobby box. Okay, yeah, we're in the hole, but we got content. We got two videos for YouTube. We got Instagram posts. If we hit something big, we got an Instagram post for sure. Uh, so, it gets all this content on social media. Now, if you hit a decent card, you sell it. You get rid of it, and then you make your profit, and you go buy another hobby box or repack or whatever it is, and you just kind of keep moving your money around there. You keep making videos, keep making YouTube videos, keep making Instagram posts, keep being interactive, um, keep growing. Basically, what it comes down to is you just kind of keep growing your channel and keep growing everything you're doing um, and everything you're trying to do. So that's how I see it. It's not necessarily right now about really kind of making a whole lot of profit, but it's it's getting to the point where I can continue to kind of make a profit, continue to kind of grow everything around one central ideal. Um, but buying and flipping, that is what I, I enjoy that. I enjoy buying memorabilia for sure and just kind of flipping it out. But yeah, I got to the point where just like, why not just collect my personal collection? So I've been kind of selling off some of my other stuff and I think that's a good move because there's cards. I mean, there's still a lot of cards I like that I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't be like a fan of them necessarily or a fan of the team. Um, but if it's a really cool card or a really cool number card or a really cool auto or 
one of ones or something. I'm keeping it. Like, that is going to be my PC. So, <coughs> it's about finding that balance in this. Um, but, yeah, it, it's pretty fun. It's pretty enjoyable. The sports car world's kind of ever-changing, though. And that's why, that's that's how I kind of got into it. But there's so many people now. Um, I think if I would have grew it by in 2017, I would have been at the top of the game right now. Uh, not necessarily like maybe a big YouTuber or whatever, but I think I would have had a really good platform because, you know, 2017, it was still fairly slow. Stacks were just like becoming a really big thing. You know, now people come out of the woodwork to be in the sports cars because it just, it took off. The value took off. And so it's crazy. It is. It is awesome though. To, it's awesome to be able to hold certain cards. Like I just had an immaculate shack. Got to take a cool ass picture of it at least. Like, yeah, I don't own it. Sure. Um, you know, like I don't own it any longer. I sold it. But was it worth it to be able to like hold it and be able to? Um, you know, have it in person. Yeah, I thought it was neat. You know, that that is cool. Take a picture of it and then resell it. Uh, just cool, just cool, just to have your hands on it. And, you know, that'd be awesome to eventually get, like, a big old card. And if you don't keep it, just to have your hands on it and then just resell it. Um, it's still just as cool as keeping it, to me, in my eyes. So, that's that's what's awesome is I mean I hope I hope to really make this kind of a business ideal uh, or business venture and I have a friend of mine we might be getting into it together a little more so you know it could work out we you know we'll see we'll see we'll just have to keep working hard and that that's what it really is is a little it's just working hard and continue you know to kind of do your thing and uh, once you make a little bit, you can put a little bit more effort and time in it, and then you just kind of keep building it from there. Uh, thinking about jumping into, thinking about being a breaker again. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Breakers make a lot of money, though. Um, really, it, it benefits everybody, though. It benefits the breaker, it benefits the... <coughs> I mean... It really does, though. It benefits the breaker, and it benefits um, the people who are breaking with them. Yeah, yeah, you can spend a lot of money, but you know, you can you can spend a lot of money in breaks and not hit anything. But these higher end products. Like, really, these higher-end products that you can't buy a whole case yourself because you just can't afford it. And let's say your favorite team's a lower tier. It's worth, like, 100 bucks to do, like, flawless breaks or something, you know, along those lines. Just just to have those cards that come out of them. So, that's, that's what's cool to me. And I believe that's why... I, that's why I believe breakers and breaks and stuff like that'll be continue now i believe the sports car world will kind of die down next year 
basketball should be very high next year. Next year's class, I believe, is very good. This year's class coming up in the draft, basketball, basketball is going to be high this year. Football, though, where there's not very many quarterbacks, is going to drop. One year from now, one year from now, it's going to skyrocket, though. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, all those quarterbacks, the Kentucky quarterback, every quarterback that's there, um, soar. They are going to soar again. Just like the prices this year, they're going to soar then. Now, will people be a little bit more cautious because of like some of these prices they're throwing around? Uh, probably. This car in front of me is going zero miles per hour, but uh, probably will. Huh. Yeah, but probably will be a little more cautious than they are now throwing away, throwing around money, but it'll be very expensive again. The hobby will go right back up um, in football, but I do think football will obviously be down this year um you'll be probably trying to get some vets um that that's that's what i would think like you will probably try to be going after the tom brady's and the aaron Rodgers and like the the old guys like peyton manning being products like you'll, you'll be going for these guys that are already established uh great players maybe herbert if he's playing well Mahomes for sure you know, you'll be going after these vets. It definitely won't be the same product, and it won't be nearly as expensive, I don't think. With that being said, for NFL this year, NBA going to be very high. Um, baseball's pretty good this year, um, and that's because of Wander. Um, there's because of Wander, and there's a few others, but I love. I love. I, I do like baseball cards. Now I don't collect baseball cards as much because I don't watch as much baseball. Um, I do try to keep up with baseball, <coughs> and I'll turn it on a little bit here and there, and you know all that stuff. But I, I like the look of most baseball cards. Though. I'm just a big fan. I'm just a big fan of the baseball cards, and especially Top Starling. Top Starling might be one of my favorite baseball sets, and I finally got to open one recently, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, I was talking about getting into breaking, and I think it just benefits everybody. And when you get in a break, though, your product—I mean, you're going to make some money off of it when as a breaker, obviously. But also, these people are getting deals, so. Let's say you go out and you get a, let's just use the example of a $500 box. You could do a random of, you know, 30 teams, $20 each or something. Probably a little more than that because of shipping. Let's say $25 each for 30 teams. I think there's 32, 30 teams, 32, I don't know, whatever the number is. But anyway, you could do $20, $25. That's going to include your shipping, your material, 
all that, but then you are going to have a chunk after that. You're going to have a little bit, you know, slide to the side. Same thing, be a breaker, do the same thing. Um, get do enough breaks, you're going to save up enough money, buy yourself a hobby box, um, hit something big, sell it. You know, it's all transaction. It's all money. It's all moving parts. And, uh, but yeah, this is, this is awesome. I love it. I enjoy it. Now, I don't want to lose my ass on it or I would probably be putting like, like, I feel like I could take $5,000 out and I could probably turn it into at least 8,000 doing something or like a $3,000 profit. Um, buying a card or buying something and doing this or doing this way. Like I know that there's money to be made there. Um, I'm just not brave enough to do it that way. Um, not yet at least, but I think I'm getting close because I just think there's the ability to do it and it's not cheating anybody. It's just, you know, finding deals and moving money. Uh, but yeah, this is a little sports card talk. Enjoy it. Um, if you ever want to get into sports cars, definitely that's something to do. It's, it's, it's fun. Uh, that's all I can say. It's, it's a fun hobby. Um, just sports in general and like sports memorabilia and just like sports stuff, um, buying and reselling that kind of stuff. That's, those are all just fun things. It keeps you, keeps you going. Uh, but yeah, this is the Gold Channel. We out.